0: All right, Christ Church. I'm Pastor Bob, lead pastor here at uh, Christ Church. Thank you for uh, spending Easter here with us. We're glad that you're here. You folks in the upper room, thank you as well. We're glad you're celebrating uh, up there. And uh, we got a bunch of people also online, and it's always good uh, when God's people get together whenever, however uh, they can. Uh, Today is uh, Easter Sunday, a big day, special day for us. It also has significant meaning because Every Easter Sunday, I tell the same Easter joke. Today is Easter Sunday, so guess what you get? The same Easter joke. I do it for a reason. I'll tell you when we're done. But if you've been here before, you know the punchline, right? And so when we get to the punchline, shout it out. I hope the whole room is full of the punchline upper room counting on you to be louder than this room. And uh, yeah, we'll enjoy it. You ready to go? Uh, So it's Easter Sunday, and the Sunday school teacher is teaching her class, and uh, man, she is just really getting into it, Uh, you know, going over Jesus being arrested and crucified, and You know, the kids, she could tell the kids are just soaking it in, soaking it in. And, you know, she's got the flannel graph going. You remember those, right? she got the flannel graph going, right? And, you know, she's like, oh, the stone rolled away. And Jesus walked out of the tomb. And the kids are mesmerized. And everything is just going great. And she's just loving it. Well, she gets so into it that she kind of loses track of time. She wraps the whole story up. And she looks at the clock then and realizes she got done a few minutes early. So what is she going to do? How she, going to, she can't let the kids go. The parents aren't there yet. So she comes up with a bright idea, and she figures, well, I'll just fill the time by asking the kids. So children, what do you think Jesus' first words were when he came out of the tomb? Good question. The kids think on it. Their hands go up. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Susie in the back. Oh, 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 she's got it. So the teacher, of course, says, okay, Susie. You've heard the story of Jesus rising from the dead, walking out of the tomb. What do you think Jesus' first words were? Susie says, Jesus' first words when he came out of the tomb were? (laughs) Ah, I love it. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I tell that joke to you. You know why? Not only can you remember that on Easter Sunday, but you know what today means? Every single day of your life when you're walking with Christ, it's a Tada day. Every single day is a Tada day. That's really what we're going to get to uh, as we wrap up our series here. DNA. Remember, what we've been doing in this series, if you've been with us, uh, we've been going over some of just the, the fundamentals and the basics, the DNA of the Christian faith, and then also the, the fundamentals and how that applies here uh, at Christ Church. And uh, if I can, Pastor Andrew did an awesome job of uh, presenting that to you over the last uh, six weeks, going over understanding those fundamental things. Uh, And today I get the privilege of trying to wrap that up as we look at the resurrection. And uh, what he did for you each week was start you out with a simple fundamental DNA uh, truth, right? And that truth is Christianity begins with... You got it. Exactly. Hey, if you're a guest with us today, uh, we want you to fe- feel involved. We also want you to know this simple truth. So I'm going to do that again, and we can all join together uh, on that one. You ready? Christianity begins with? Christ. It does. Absolutely fundamental DNA truth uh, for us, right? But notice how the phrase continues, right? That truth is built on something. It's built on the life death and resurrection of Jesus. This is absolutely significant. It is significant for us to understand today when we celebrate that resurrection that that experience changes how we understand the DNA and the basics of the faith. Let me put it to you this way. This is a good theological statement, profound. Make sure you get it. You ready? As Jesus is the lens through which we understand faith, right? So we've been doing that over these weeks. We've been looking at God the Father. Well, we understand God the Father through Jesus, right? We've been looking at the Holy Spirit. We understand the Holy Spirit through Jesus. We look at the sacraments. We understand the sacraments through Jesus. We look at the Bible. We understand the Bible through Jesus, right? You get the gist. We look through the lens of Jesus as we understand the DNA and the basics of the faith. When it comes to understanding Jesus profoundly, we understand and look through the lens of the resurrection to understand the Christ. The resurrection changes the game. It changes everything. Let me show you. Notice the phrase is, Christianity begins with Christ. His life, death, and resurrection. So let's look at his life. Well, we look at Jesus' life through the lens of the resurrection. Jesus lived an incredible life. A lot of people would agree that he lived a pretty profound life, right? Did some pretty miraculous things. But when you look through the lens of the resurrection, it changes how you understand that life see, there's some in this world, in our culture today, who would say, yeah, you know, Jesus was a pretty profound guy, had some really good moral teachings. And you know, he did some nice things for people. You know, maybe did some wonderful miracles that, well, we could probably explain away in lots of ways. But you know, all in all, Jesus was a pretty good guy. And that's where they'd leave him. But when you understand the resurrection, when you understand the resurrection, it takes on a whole different view of how you see and understand The life of Jesus. This should not surprise us. Jesus brings us to that awareness. In his teaching, he brings us to that understanding. Before his death, he sat down with his disciples and he predicted exactly what was going to happen. He didn't do it just once, he did it several times. He sits with his disciples and says, Look, we're going up to Jerusalem. When we get up there, Let me tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to be handed over to the Romans. They're going to mock me. They're going to treat me shamefully. They're going to spit on me. They're going to flog me. They're going to whip me. And by the way, they're going to kill me. And on the third day, I'm going to rise again. He predicts the outcome and the resurrection itself. This is so profound that the Jewish leaders remembered it. And the Jewish leaders feared that it may actually happen and be true. And so even after they killed him, they go to Pilate and say, Listen, we remember. We remember that he said that on the third day he was going to rise again. So you got to post some guards at the tomb to make sure no shenanigans go on. You see, they're afraid that the resurrection actually might happen. Why would they be afraid? Because if it happens... It means his words are true. If it happens, it means everything that he taught, everything he said, everything he did takes on a whole new significance. And lo and behold, on Easter Sunday, resurrection day itself, the women go to the tomb. Two angels show up, it says, in dazzling white. And of all the things for the angels to talk about, of all the possibilities of what they could go over with those women, what do they do? Why are you here looking for the living among the dead? He's not here. He is risen. And look what they add. Remember what he told you. He would rise again on the third day. How's that for an I told you so? You see, the resurrection, when you look through that lens and you understand the truth of that reality it makes things totally change when you look at the words and the deeds of Jesus. Pastor Andy Stanley says it this way. I love what he says. He says it this way. If someone predicts their own death and resurrection then pulls it off, you probably should go with whatever he says. <laughs> Amen? You see, that's, what's, that's the truth. That's the DNA. That's the fundamental. The resurrection means... Everything Jesus said is absolutely true. The resurrection means everything he did. He did by the power and the miracle of the Father loose in the world. The resurrection means you can put your whole life on his truth. It's true. There's lots of voices in the world. There are lots of people and voices that would try to convince you of this and try to convince you of that. Here is the one thing you can count on. Because of the resurrection, his words are truth. His words are the only truth you need to listen to. Resurrection, Easter Sunday, means we don't live our way anymore. We live his way. Why? Because it's true. We don't live by our wisdom anymore. We live by His wisdom. Why? Because it's true. The resurrection makes it absolutely certain. It is our DNA. We live in a resurrection time, and we live as Christ followers governed by that truth and that truth alone. The resurrection proves the truth of his life. And what about his death, the resurrection and his death? Well, you can go to the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul is an interesting guy. He was a persecutor of the church. He was first a Jew, and he uh, despised the people of the way, these people called Christians. And he would go around and drag them out and make sure that they were stoned to death. He was there at the stoning of Stephen, the first martyr of the church. And yet, this apostle Paul he has a face-to-face confrontation with the risen Jesus, and it changes his life. And look what he says. After that confrontation, look what he says. I passed unto you what was most important. This is the most important of all the stuff. This is the most important, he said. This is what you got to listen to. So if you're falling asleep, wake up. This is the most important. We're getting to it. This is the most important. This is the most important. What has also been passed on to me, I'm going to pass it on to you now. What's most important? Christ died for our sins. That's the truth. Christ died for our sins. Now, how do we know? That's true. Look what Paul does. As he passes on to us what he says is the most important. What does he immediately tie to the experience of Christ dying for our sins? He was buried, and he was raised from the dead on the third day. What does the resurrection do? The resurrection proves that forgiveness is not only possible, it is real. The resurrection proves That forgiveness is not only possible, but it is absolutely real. Paul says, listen, if he didn't raise from the dead, then our faith is useless. And where are we? We're still left right there in our guilt and in our sins. But in fact, in fact, he did rise from the dead. And if it's fact that he rose from the dead, then it's fact That forgiveness is not only possible, it is real. Forgiveness is not only possible, it is actual. I mean, sometimes I wonder, how could God love somebody like me? How could God forgive somebody like me? Maybe you wonder that. Maybe you question that. If you do, you're not alone. The Apostle Paul wondered the same thing. This guy that persecuted met the risen Jesus and became an advocate for the gospel and founded churches all over the place and spread the good news and spread the good news and spread the good news. He would say, listen, I'm not even worthy to be called an apostle after the way I persecuted God's church. You see, he looks at himself and says, I don't deserve it. I am not even worthy. But he would have his life changed because he came face to face with the risen Jesus. Because the resurrection proves forgiveness is not only possible, it is real. He's not the only one. Peter, the apostle, remember him? Peter is the guy, when Jesus was arrested, he followed him, showed a little bravery, he followed him. But as soon as he got challenged and they said to him, hey, you're, you're one of those followers of his, aren't you? What? Three times they said, hey, hey, you're one of those guys, aren't you? What did he do? Nope. Hey, oh, hey, I don't even know the man. Don't even know the guy. Can you imagine the guilt and the shame that Peter carried? Because he three times stood there and said, yeah, nothing, I don't have anything to do with him. And yet he would write and say, All oh, praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again. We've been forgiven, born again. Why? Because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. You see, it's our DNA. The resurrection proclaims to us, proves to us, it is the exclamation point of the truth that Jesus died for our sins and our forgiveness is not only possible it is absolutely real and that's why at Christ Church it's our DNA that door out there is open to anybody and everybody that walks in the door there's no litmus test you have to measure up in any way all you got to do is walk in and when you walk in you're going to hear the same thing Jesus's word is truth and he died and you can be forgiven and have a new life See, I don't know where you are right now. I don't know what's going on in your life, but I know this. It's Easter Sunday. The resurrection has happened, and Jesus Christ is here and ready right now to forgive you of anything in your past. There is absolutely nothing in your past that is greater than the power of Jesus' resurrection. There is nothing in your past that is greater than his grace, and that forgiveness is not only possible in your life, It is real. It is here for you. And His love for you and mercy is constant every single day. And what about the resurrection itself? His life, death, and resurrection. When we look at the resurrection, we understand the resurrection. We understand it's not just a one-moment experience in His life, but it's an everyday experience in our life. That Easter Sunday isn't just a one Sunday celebration. It's an every Sunday celebration. It's an everyday experience. It's every single day that we get to say, ta-da, it's a new day. Because Jesus is alive today, and so am I. Galatians 2.20, love it. when the Bible makes it easy to remember. Galatians what? Galatians 2.20. You can remember that, right? Galatians 2.20, make this a verse you wake up to every day. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but what? Christ who lives in me. You see, that's a resurrection statement. That's a resurrection proclamation. That says that Easter Sunday is every single day that I have the possibility to live a different kind of life, a forgiven life, an intentional life, a purpose life under the banner of the resurrection. That because of the resurrection, my life and my time and the way I use it and spend it is completely different than the rest of the world. The Apostle Paul, that guy that persecuted the church, this is the power that drove him, right? He says, I also pray that you'll understand... The incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe. Okay, what is it? What's the incredible greatness? What's this incredible power that's available to us every single day? This is the same mighty power that did what? Raised Christ from the dead. That resurrection power of Easter Sunday, that is here tada every single day. Every single day, it is ready to work in your life. It's a soap opera. My mom used to watch it all the time, right? Yeah, I think it's still on. I don't don't watch it, right? This is not one that I got hooked on, right? But I think it's still on, right? And they got the hourglass thing going, right? And the theme is what? Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Oh, somebody's watching. I got gotcha. you. Right, what's the principle? Well, the principle is that, you know, it's like the hourglass, and our lives are just a bunch of sand and they just kind of dribble away. Just kind of dribble away. Not me. How about you? I'm not living that way. I'm going to live under the resurrection. I'm going to live a life that says Jesus is alive and he has empowered me to live a different kind of life. I'm going to live resurrection power. I'm going to live every day, every moment, every dribble of sand. I'm going to make sure it's advancing the cause of the kingdom of heaven. Because my life isn't just about sand dribbling through the hourglass. My life is about the power of the resurrection. What's the power of the resurrection? They killed Jesus. They did their worst to Jesus. The evil one threw every, everything he could at Jesus. And they threw him in a tomb, dead, assumed, forgotten. And what did he do? Three days later, he walked out. That means his victory has already defeated any power of darkness and evil this world could hold. His victory, his resurrection, has already defeated anything that the evil one could try to bring against you when you follow in his life and in his death. He has already conquered any brokenness and any sin in your past. He has already defeated any temptation that can come against you. He has already won victory over anything that comes against you in your life. And he's ready to empower you with that kind of resurrection power. So you don't live just this kind of meandering, piddling along life. You live a life with grace and truth and it advances the cause of the kingdom of heaven. We live a life of meaning and purpose. We are here to make a difference and advance the cause one heart at a time so that everybody understands. Jesus' life, he rose from the dead. It wasn't just some guy's life. He is truth. Jesus' death, It wasn't just the death of a guy on a cross among a couple criminals. That was my death. That was my forgiveness. Because it's not only possible, it's real. And his resurrection? That wasn't just him walking out of a tomb. That was me. That was me walking out, being a new person, identified by Christ. Christ knowing that my eternity is secure, I can live my life now for all it's worth with all intention to advance Jesus Christ. You see, Christianity begins with Christ, his life, his death, and his resurrection. Let's pray. Father, thanks Thanks what we celebrate today, running out of that grave. Not, not just Jesus walking out, but when we believe in his life, when we believe and receive his death and forgiveness, we walk out of that grave with him into a powerful life, a life that advances the good news that Jesus is alive every single day. And our eternity is absolutely secure. So, Lord, we come to you humbly today. We ask you that you would just uh, make it not only possible, but real in our lives. That we could hold on to that DNA, that simple truth. That Christianity, our faith, begins with Christ. It begins with his life, which is truth. With his death, that is our forgiveness. And with his resurrection. So, Lord, we come to you today humbly and ask let that resurrection power infuse in us and lead us into every day. That every day is a kingdom day, a Tada day, where we live for him. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.